welcome one and all you're listening to the best in belfast podcasting not the most consistent but the best um what's happening folks sorry we've been away so long the audio that we were doing just wasn't good enough and we thought since you all pay absolutely nothing for the podcast we need to give you the best value for money possible so we took a break and wanted to wait until everything was back where we could meet up and whatever so I'm going to do a podcast this week and then Jared's going to hopefully get his one done for next week and after that we are going to have on a very special guest I guess it's actually been on the show before and somebody who I find absolutely fascinating and that's say the man inspires me but he kind of does in a way so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that that should be dropping around June time hopefully it's going to be a bit of a mini series and It'll be over three, four episodes. But it is something far out there. Something that I don't think anybody in Belfast really has been talking about. Not that I've heard anyway. Or went into in the depth on. It's, so keep your ears to the ground. And as we'll have more, we'll let you know. But it's something I think is going to be eye-opening. And something I didn't realise was able to do in Northern Ireland until last year. So this week... We're going. To, I'm going to go through the, my top five podcasts that I've been listening to over the past maybe nine years. I get into podcasts and listening to them. I know I've probably said this before, but Jared got me into podcasts through the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast and then Joe Rogan. And then I've just gradually changed what type of podcast that I listen to based on guests coming on shows advertisements of other ones i know there's like a podcast one and the westwood network and things like that where they'll advertise on their shows for new podcasts that are coming up some that i've just get into and then with spotify really getting on the podcast the past couple of years just the categories and going through them so i'm going to give you my top five just like i would normally do in our top five shows and then i'll give you Honourable mentions as well. Right, the honourable mentions, the list is actually quite big. To be honest with you, I probably could have done a top 10 podcast here, but we'll crack on anyway. So well, so the first podcast that I am going to have here at number 5 is the Irish History Podcast. This is a podcast done by a guy called Finn O'Dwyer and he looks back at Irish history. He starts from around 900 AD, I think it is, whenever the Vikings start raiding in around Dublin and then the invasion of the Normans and things like that. He talks about Branbury. He also talks about the the kings of Ireland and the, the, the first high king, things like that. And then he gradually just he goes into all different types of eras or eras whatever way you want to pronounce it in Irish history I got the minute he's doing one on the Irish War of Independence so it's, he starts briefly at 1916 the Easter Rising and then he's he just goes through those podcasts are usually anywhere from 35 to 50 minutes give or take he also has a Patreon where he gives you a lot of content and 
There's a lot of stuff we'll talk about on the show. If you pay for the Patreon, you can get to see a lot of the information that he's using and things like that. But for me, I went back. A lot of these podcasts, what I've done with them is I've went back to the start and tried to listen and then work your way up. Obviously, you can't sit and listen to somebody who's had 10 years worth of podcasts there. Um, archival ways some won't do it unless you pay extra for it but if you can try and go back as far as you can because in a lot of the ones with Conrad Thompson known as the podfather he does a lot of wrestling ones he's his own wee network they've done they'll cross topics so they may be talking about an event and then there's a person in the event but they've done a special on the one person so they'll say go back and listen in the archive so I found that if I come across a new podcast the best thing to try and do is go back and listen to them number four um, one of my longer listening podcasts I think I've, I've listened to this from day one um, I'm an absolute fanboy for this man and this is where I get a lot of my MMA news and breakdown of fights, things like that. It is You're Welcome with Chael Sonnen. A lot of you know, I I wouldn't call myself a massive MMA fan, but I would certainly say I know a bit more than a peripheral fan or a casual fan like Jared. But he drops a podcast twice a week and I think it's Wednesday and Friday. But he's changed his format over the years. Like at the start he had his good friend on, Joel. And they used to be fun. And then he, he just changed it up. He's Now what Shield tends to do with a lot of his. He's focusing a lot on YouTube. So he'll do a lot of YouTube videos. Like 5 minute breakdowns, 10 minutes on whatever. But then he will put them all together for a podcast episode and listen to it in the audio version which suits me better um, some guy, I know a lot of guys whenever we tell them we do podcasts they're like oh do you have it on YouTube I'm not one for sitting watching a podcast unless it's somebody that I'm really interested in or they're they're doing like a slideshow and they're talking about the slideshow it's very rare I'll sit and watch a podcast I have done but usually I won't but Chael Sonnen, he just, some of his stories and the way he'll he poke fun of people is absolutely hilarious. Number three, another history podcast is Our Fake History. This I've only just came across probably, I'd say, middle of last year. Somebody recommended it and... I went and listened to the odd episode and then again it was go back and listen to this, go back. So I went back to the start and I was looking at the topics that would interest me. This guy Sebastian Major, he's a history teacher and what he does, he goes into the myths and the legends that we think are true and then he breaks them down to see if there's any historical fact in these or is it just made up folklore. And sometimes there's a monicum of truth and then, as you know... Chinese whispers. It turns out somebody was sitting in a restaurant uh, after their dinner. They were using a toothpick to clean their teeth and all of a sudden after their dinner they didn't pay and 
the chef come out and cut their head off with a samurai sword. So he breaks all them down. One good thing I like about our fake history and Sebastian is see when he's quoting stuff, he does a show every two weeks. He will he does a, like a series as well. So we do season one, season two, which is quite good. He also lists his episodes, but he will quote primary and secondary sources. Okay, so a lot of folklore and stuff will come from secondary sources. These often tend to be written by somebody who was either not there or they wrote about it years or decades after the fact, which, you know yourself, back in the end days, there wasn't much documentation, so if it's being passed by word of mouth, it's the Chinese whispers, it's, it's going to embezzle it an awful lot, and people are going to add in what they remember. So he does great work on breaking down what's a primary source and what's a secondary one, and you end up finding a lot of it, there does tend to be an awful lot of waffle. Um, some of the standout episodes for him, for me, is there's one on Santa Claus. Absolutely fantastic. The origins of Santa and like all the different traditions of where Santa, or like all the different re- regions that Santa does. Like one thing I always wanted to do around December time was Krampus. And he is basically the guy who comes just before Christmas. I think it's like the 5th of December he comes. And he takes away all the bad kids. And then Santa's left to give the toys out to all the good boys and girls. So he's not check- making a list. He's not checking it twice. Krampus is going out and doing the dirty work. And then he's just flying about delivering all the presents. Other good episodes that he does is the Easter Islands. And the big monuments there. Fantastic episode. He also talks about the ancient god, like people of like Atlantis. Was there a real Atlantis? Um, he gets into whether there was a civilization that was wiped out, and was there some survivors and they went across the world and they shared their knowledge with others, which is why you see these big megaliths like Gobekli Tepe, you know the pyramids, things like that. Things at the time which. You really shouldn't have been able to build, but for the time frame, but for somehow they were. So, that I love the Atlanta story, so I was always going to buy into that. He's done a great one on the Trojan War, Robin Hood. Um, listened to one this year, was a fantastic one. I think it's two episodes. St. Patrick, uh, did he fight a magic warlord and did he kill him? Things like this, and the old. There's like verbiages that apparently is attributed to St. Patrick's. Like the whiskey. St. Patrick said something about a whiskey. Which is why we all drink on St. Patrick's Day. But realistically whiskey wasn't invented till like 600 years after St. Patrick. So what other good ones did he do? He done the Russian and the Polish vodka wars. There are so, so many amazing ones that our fake history has done that you just need to go through, see what you're into and then select it and listen to it. But I could sit and listen for ages and ages and ages. Again, you can pay on Patreon for him and he'll give you a whole host of new content that he'll talk about but he'll be able to show you things like that. 
So quickly down to number three. So this this was one of my favourites up until January this year. And the one that's number one overtook this one. So it's 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff and Conrad Thompson. Conrad Thompson's a mortgage guy. He's married to Ric Flair. Ric Flair's daughter. Not married to Ric Flair. He's married to Ric Flair's daughter, Megan. And... He was a collector and like a, of wrestling, like boots and robes and just any wrestling history or artifacts. But he has his own podcast network and he's got, I think it's six shows on. He's got Arn Anderson, he's got Jim Ross, he's Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle. He's got 83 weeks here. Loads of them. And this just, this indulges my inner child all right it's like reliving being eight i think i started watching wcw and wwf i'm gonna say around 96 i know it was by the beach that hogan turned and became the third member of the nwo and i can remember the infancy of the nwo i can actually remember whenever because it went live I don't know if any of you remember, but for years here, whenever we used to get the WWF, it was on a Friday night on Sky Sports. And I remember the WCW was usually on around the same time. But I remember the girl coming around the door, a door-to-door saleswoman, and she sold us cable tail. And I remember sitting in when my mummy was going through it all with her. And I was just badgering my mummy about getting sports, getting sports for the wrestling. And... She said that one of the channels was TNT, which the Turner Network Television, which WCW was on. I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be able to watch wrestling live at like 1 or 2 in the morning as a 9 or 10-year-old, which he actually did sometimes for the big pay-per-views. But the 83 weeks, it just basically details the story of when WCW just boomed and overtook WWF for a load of years. Now they go into pay per views, they'll do like a, an episode on, like a, a profile on, you know, an individual like Sting or something like that, or Hulk Hogan, or they might do like certain times, time frames. But being a kid in Twinburg and watching WCW and then moving across to WWF, it was getting to hear all of the the behind the scenes stuff like I've watched I could swear to you I've wa- I watched whenever I come out Scott Hall coming out invading WCW Kevin Nash and him coming out I don't know if I've seen that clip so many times it's just embedded in me and I think that I saw it whenever it happened but I can all I feel like because I was watching so much wrestling then and at the start I really like WCW over WWF. And then slowly, whenever I got onto Sky Sports, I just started watching WWF more. Um, good thing about this podcast, 83 Weeks, is Eric goes in the great detail and he'll, he'll tell you about the business of the business, as I say. So the business of the wrestling business. He'll give you a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff about creative, who was in charge of what, things like that. Absolutely amazing insight. 
something that you don't really get with other wrestling podcasts, which I'll, I'll go through here in my honourable mentions, but it, it gives you a lot more detail and background stuff that you wouldn't normally get. So, like, I know there's some wrestlers have podcasts and they'll interview other wrestlers, but because Derek ran the company, he's able to tell you why WCW failed. You know, it's not because of the start of doing shade angles and things like that. It was like to do with the AOL Time Warner merger, and nobody at the, either of the stations wanted WCW. They didn't want wrestling on it. The guy who owned it, Ted Turner, he was basically pushed out of his own company when they merged, and he was the only one that wanted wrestling on the station. So, if you want to learn about the history of WCW, go and listen to that. 83 weeks, Eric Bischoff and Conrad Thompson. Conrad has, like I said, so many old wrestling figures. CS formats, there's, it's so well researched. So they'll, they'll give you a time frame about something. So if they're doing like a pay-per-view, they'll give you the build-up to the pay-per-view. So who the headliner was, what they were doing a couple of weeks before this. The last show before the pay-per-view, things like that. Really good detail. It, it helps paint the picture of what was relevant at the time. Because you can look back at something and go, well that was fucking stupid. But then whenever, as they say on the show, context is king. When you have the context, you go, oh, well, do you know what? It actually makes a bit of sense. So, that was my one. Um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to give a wee shout out here and take a break to Dessert Co. Absolutely amazing. Um, had some of their stuff over lockdown. Had it before. We've talked about it on the show before. Just in Balamina. If you're looking at any desserts, find them on Facebook. Go and have a look. Or Instagram. Dessert Co. And I unbelievable. Go and show your support for them. So we're down to the number one, but I'm not gonna do the number one right away. Gonna make you wait for it. Gonna have to hold on now a few minutes because I've a list here as long as my cock for honourable mentions and believe it or not it's quite a long list. So what does that tell you about my cock? So for as you all know, love my paranormal. I was part of uh, paranormal investigators NI for a couple of years and love ghost hunting stuff. So this one I came across Beyond the Darkness has everything paranormal you need. It's got cryptids, zoology. There's a lot of Bigfoot on it. There's poltergeists. There's ghosts. Anything paranormal or strange, UFOs, it's got it all. It's got a good mix of it. The guys who have the show, Dave Schrader and Tim Dennis, two very, very level-headed and down-to-earth guys. have also had a lot of weird experiences in life, a couple of near-death experiences. And Dave was a producer. He used to research the the locations for Ghost Adventures. So if anyone's around your paranormal, you'll know her. Like that is. Next one is one that originally got me into it. Um, I'm not a biggest listener to this one anymore. Is the Steve Austin podcast. If he's on the WWE Network. I will watch him. That's one of the few ones I will watch. And that's what got me into podcasting. Originally he started talking about wrestling. But he does eventually diversify. He used to have two shows a week. And he had a family friendly one. And then he had... And an uncut one where he just used to 
curse every couple of words. And he does like a lot of hunting and cars, things like that. He was, he was talking about his the TV shows that he had done, you know, the Broken Skull Challenge thing like that. It was kind of not like an a bit like Ninja Warriors, like an assault course type thing. You have people going around trying to beat it, things like that. But Steve Austin podcast, there were some really really good ones. It takes me back to my old days as a sales consultant, going up with a a packet of super noodles that I. You put boiling water on, stuck in the microwave for three minutes, and then burnt a face of myself because I didn't let them cool down. Listening to that with a big blister on the inside of my mouth. So, that I would recommend giving a listen to you. If you're a wrestling fan, he has loads of ones with old wrestlers, things. Great, great show. Um, a local, two local ones here. MC Podcasting. Local lads, we had them on the show last year. We've heard us talking about them a few times. Two very down-to-earth, reasonable fellas. And the quality of guests that they have for local talent, local sports people, is unbelievable. I mean, they've had like Paddy Barnes on, um, Tyrone McKenna. There's a great episode, the Tyrone McKenna one. He, not many people know Tyrone McKenna, Acted in the Mighty Kelta movie, and his agent or whoever it was, his manager, had said to him, "Here, do you want a audition for this show here?" And he was reading about it and looking at it and going, "Nah, it looks like a load of shit. What the hell is fucking? What? What? What's Game of Thrones?" So don't know if anyone's heard of that TV show, but Tyrone McKenna turned down a part in Game of Thrones. He didn't know what part it was. He was just told to go for an audition. Could have been anything, and he turned it down. They've also had guy on from David Weiss or Weiss from he's a flat earth guy. The episode actually wasn't too bad. The, David got his back up a wee bit, but it was quite good. He had George Williams on. George Williams wrote a book on Hitler surviving World War Two and moving to Argentina. Fascinating episode. Very very good episode. Like I said, they have loads of local talent. Loads of like. Footballers and things, uh, Shane Todd, William Thompson, you know, comedians, absolutely brilliant show. Their shows are actually very, very easy to listen to. They're usually about 35, 40 minutes, but they will give you very good entertainment. So they will. As well, see with the, the other ones, sorry, I forgot to mention the runtime on them 83 weeks, they're usually two hours or more. It's very rare you'll get anything less than two hours. You may get the odd hour and a half one, but they're usually two to three hours, just depending on the topic. So, more honourable shout-outs. The Fellowship Podcast, another local one. We've talked about them on here before. It's basically three lads that, the only way I can explain them is that Frankie Boyle was from Lurgan. They, they say a lot of stuff that, you probably would speak about your mates behind closed doors, but you wouldn't have the balls to say it out loud in front of the other people. So if that's the type of humour you like, we bit dark. Fellowship podcast, again, they've had uh, Sean Haggerty, comedian on. A couple of the other local comedians, um, Mickey Bartlett, they're quite friendly with. Go and give them a listen, Fellowship podcast. The Elephant in the Room, recommendation, Joe Rogan. Uh, speak for himself, the king of podcasts. In my opinion, I started listening in 2012 and he talks about, 
the guy coming on talks that we're going to have the discussion with the wee mini series. Joe Rogan talks a lot about that, about the stuff that the guest coming on has done. So there's a wee bit of a clue as to what was going to be coming up. But Joe Rogan, I mean, Joe has everybody on his podcast. He's famous celebrities, famous sports stars. I liked the Alex Jones ones. Now, some of them are five hours long. It's a long listen. I prefer long format audio. I'm used to listening to three-hour podcasts because of Joe Rogan. So, there's some people who prefer the shorter ones. I love the long ones. So, you all know pretty much. Anybody who listens to podcasts know who Joe Rogan is. Um, I love his episodes with Graham Hancock as well. Those There was one he done with Michael Shermer of Skeptic Magazine. I remember listening to it. And that was one of my favourite podcasts ever. I was listening to that and I actually felt my adrenaline going. Because it gets so intense. It's unbelievable. A Rogan one that is worth going back and listening to. 100%. Although the past 18 months. I've really been off Joe. In the sense that I feel like he repeats himself an awful lot. So. A lot of the stuff he's saying. Some of the guests were starting to be repeat guests. Like he has Dr. Rhonda Patrick on. And she, she is such an intelligent woman. She gives you so much information. That. It's hard for me to digest, but you know yourselves. Go and listen. Have a way. Go for yourselves and form your own opinions on them. Everybody has their own taste and their own likes, and Joe Rogan has something for everybody. Next one. This is one of my favorite wrestling or one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, again, it's wrestling. It was one of my favorite ones for a long, long time until until I started going out of my comfort zone and. You know, like I said earlier, when you go into Spotify or whatever, or whatever app you use and searching for things, you know, in the categories, in the genres, this is a staple on my phone. This is one of the few that I think I have 12 in total that I'm subscribed to and I would listen to quite religiously. Chris Jericho, Talkus Jericho. Another one from the wrestling days. Again, he mixes it up. His variety is unbelievable. I actually think I got onto the Beyond the Darkness podcast because they come on to Chris's. And then I went and listened to them. Chris has his rock and roll people on. Like he has people from Iron Maiden, Metallica. Um, he does horror movies, wrestling, true crime. He, he, his paranormal ones are amazing. The variety is just fantastic on Talk as Jericho. A couple of my favourite ones of his. Again, Jericho's in the round probably about an hour to an hour and a half on his podcast. He tries to hit that sweet spot. But one of my favourites was William Shatner. And never thought in a million years William Shatner would, would do a Chris Jericho podcast. But there's a, a part in it where they're talking about fans and how you know you can be as a celebrity you can be tired and exhausted you can be hurt and a fan comes up and wants a photo or an autograph or something and they're getting in talking about it and both of them are actually so humble and down to the ground about it they're like they'll do the photo now if they're in the middle of a restaurant or something you know they'd prefer you not to but William Shatner says see that moment he says as a celebrity you won't remember that person but as a fan, you'll never forget it. 
and Jericho's like 100% agree with that and the respect that I had for the two of them after that was even higher also he done a couple on the Beatles there was just like the spooky history of the Beatles and then there was one done on Paul McCarthy was dead the conspiracy of Paul McCartney being dead it's done with an English fella or a Scouse fella Go and listen to that. See if you like a, like a wee bit of a conspiracy that you know is more than likely not real. But see if they done all the artwork and the songs to try and make you think that Paul actually died. This will blow your mind. It will blow your mind. The amount of detail that the Beatles put in the pretending that Paul McCartney get knocked down. From, you know, their famous album cover where they're walking across the road and everything and Paul's wearing white and there's a certain type of car in the background and the number plate, the Sgt. Pepper album cover um, is like basically like a, a memorial and things. Go and listen to that one if you can. Absolutely amazing. Next one is Grill and JR, formerly the Ross Report. Um, I like this for a while because... It was, again, another wrestling one. You know, Jim Ross, JR, he was the voice of wrestling from the mid-90s to the mid-2000s, and he's still a big part of wrestling. I did go off it whenever it was a Ross report because what I found was he was starting to ramble and moan and complain for like 20, 25 minutes before he got into the body of the show or the topic. Now, Conrad Thompson, like I said, he took over and he has JR on his network and he has a that structure and format that is fantastic and he gets a lot of information out of JR as in like money ways JR is not afraid to talk about money and things like that and he was the head of talent relations so he dealt with a lot of talent and their issues and their moans and grapes and he'll tell you about them and he'll be completely honest and sometimes you go Do you know what it's a fair perspective where you think uh, I think you might have been in the wrong there, Jim. But if you like your wrestling history, you like your wrestling podcast, Grill and JR definitely is a very, very good one. Another history one. Hardcore history with Dan Carlin. Now, this is different. Dan loves like military history and things like that, but he also does other topics. The research that he puts into these, the episodes, these are like minimum four hours they go four to six hours they're more like audiobooks and they'll have a series where there's five or six episodes so you can imagine the amount of listening now because it's so detailed and he does other podcasts Dan Carlin the hardcore history comes out about every five to six months so you have a long wait in between them but it is worth the wait I could listen to Dan Carlin talk all day long next one just got on to this one recently mafia um i love the modern excuse me the modern mafia i just find it fascinating so it starts it's wee snippets each episode is probably 35 40 minutes long and it gives you like a brief overview of like all the bosses and the influential characters like lucky lee chiano roy de from he was uh, an assassin, Albert Anastasia, head of Murder Inc, and just 
Carmen Galante, John Carey. He goes through. They go through loads of them. It's an audio. It's produced by a company called Audio Boom, but it's actually called Mafia. Um, again, it's in series. Very, very good and easy listen if you're going to and from work. Next one. Next one is out there, and I mean, this is intergalactic stellar out there. If you love conspiracies, if you have a tinfoil hat, if you think everything is done to control people, the higher side chats. This is right up your alley. I used to like it, and then they just started going down some serious rabbit holes. Greg Carson is the host, and he goes every week. Again, he's got Patreon. The show is usually about 40 minutes to an hour. But then there's a second half of the show that you have to be a member of Patreon to get. So they'll touch on a subject and give you the round, you know, the roundabout story and things and a couple of wee snippets. And then if you want the detail, you have to get the extra hour on Patreon. But I mean, these boys talk about Zionist Jews controlling the world, um, the Flat Earth, Hollow Earth. Reptilian overlords running the world. Any conspiracy that you can think of is on the higher side chats. And Greg is actually, he does a lot of reading and he's he's very intelligent on the subjects that he's talking about. He doesn't always agree with them, but he lets people talk and he will ask questions, which is really good. So, I know I'm rambling on here. This next series, it's I have this true crime section. There is, it's iHeartRadio, but they do like a series called Monster. But they'll be on all different feeds. So there's the Zodiac Killer, fantastic. The Atlanta Monster was about the Atlanta child abductions. There was actually Netflix on that last year. The Netflix series doesn't touch on anywhere near the amount of detail that this series does. That's Atlanta Monster. Uh, DC Sniper. On the DC Sniper a couple of years ago. Phenomenal. It's amazing what the wee lad went through. Being left alone. and His dad was in Florida. I think he was in Jamaica. and He was meant to be living with his aunt. But his aunt wouldn't be there for like four or five days and things. And he was. oh, Just go, go and listen. DC Sniper. And then Dead and Gone. They're all under the Monster banner. By iHeartRadio. So that's my honourable mentions. And then. My number one. Jared Q the drumroll champ. My favourite one. Podcast. I started listening in January. In January I was bored out of my train lockdown. So I took a job. Delivering pizzas for Apache Pizza in Lisbon. One, because it was a job to get me out. And two, because you got a free pizza at the end of the night. And Apache's pizzas were delicious. But guy there, Michael. Um, became very good friends with him. Actually a real nice guy. I feel like me and Michael were separated at birth. It's amazing how similar our interests and hobbies and things are. But the number one. Something to wrestle with. The Bruce Pritchard show. For you that don't know, Bruce Pritchard was Brother Love and WWF in the 
late 80s, early 90s, and he went on to become a producer in WWF, so he done a lot of the vignettes, so that's like the wee videos and packages, things like that, he's part of the creative team, he was basically one of Vince McMahon's right hand men, you had him and Pat Patterson, and Jerry Briscoe to an extent, but they were as close to Vince as you were going to get, if you were playing a game and Vince McMahon was the ultimate boss, these guys were like boss levels. They were, they knew as much as Vince did. But Bruce Pritchard, how I'd heard about the podcast, but how nobody had recommended it beforehand. If you love wrestling, you'll love this show. Bruce used to do drugs and party like mad and either went out with the boys you know although he was in, he worked in the office a lot he wasn't an office guy and his impressions oh my god he actually does impressions like the macho man he actually sounds more like the macho man than the macho man randy savage did he does dusty road is phenomenal his vince mcmahon phenomenal he does pat patterson my favorite one is michael hayes he actually had a thing where Michael Hayes were either done the impression and then of Michael Hayes and then at the end of it he really went do 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 and Michael Hayes got wind of they done an episode on Michael Hayes and then Michael Hayes was like well I want to be involved in it but they wouldn't let him and then Michael listened to him and he went yeah fuck I don't go do 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 and then he explained to him the way you walk if you made a sound, it would be doot doot doot. And then Michael Hayes started using that. But his impressions are absolutely fantastic. And it gives you a lot of, again, because he's an insane man, he'll give you a lot of business about the business. And he'll give you a lot of behind the scenes stories and things that people haven't addressed publicly for years, like Eric Bischoff never used to do. And Bruce will deep dive into it and go, well, this is why such and such behave like this, or this is why we went with a storyline that ended up not working. There's so many good episodes. This one, again, I went through Michael and said to me, listen to this, listen to this. I listened to a couple, and I was again back in the archive, so I went back to the start and I just started listening through them. Um, In your house, 1987 bad blood for anybody that doesn't listen to wrestling it was the first ever hell in the cell it's when Shawn Michaels fought the undertaker and they introduced Kane absolutely amazing episode they do some of the episodes are most of them are probably two and a half hours but again they can go up to four hours long depending on who they're talking about a lot of the earlier episodes they Bruce didn't work for WWE he, he's worked for them on and off and it was a part of the time when he wasn't working for them so he was a bit more open and a bit more relaxed and he had more time whereas now he doesn't have as much time and because he's in the office he's a bit more careful about what he says but if you can go back to the start the earlier episodes are even funnier they are absolutely hilarious I literally have about seven or eight waiting to be listened to at the minute. So that's my top five podcasts. The Irish History Podcast, 
by Finn Dwyer, the You're Welcome podcast with Jill Sonnen, our fake history podcast with Sebastian Major, 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, and then Something to Wrestle With, Bruce Pritchard. If there's any ones that you listen to, let us know. Drop hit us up on the socials on Facebook or Instagram. Bimmo Podcast or Belfast in my opinion. Let us know any good ones that you think we should listen to. But thanks for listening and hopefully we're going to be back this year with a lot more consistent content and some different topics that you haven't really heard people from here talking about. So thanks for listening everyone. We missed all your beautiful faces even though we can't see you. But thanks for supporting the podcast in between. Don't forget to hit up the socials. Give us a wee like and a share.